everybody and welcome back to another episode of 99 potions fanbytes premiere rpg podcast i am one of your recurring hosts steven strum managing editor of fanbite.com but i am not joined by large head of media john warren nor uh resident bully natalie flores they are both out on the international space station this week doing the good work up there um trying to get a big whale to uh fly to the moon if they can if they can manage it well we've all got our fingers crossed for them and they are in our thoughts and prayers and i know two people that uh definitely uh wish them the best are one podcast managing editor Merritt k how you doing yeah, I mean, would I wish them the best? I mean, I don't know. I did conk them on the head and launch them into space. And um, oh, yeah, I probably look. If we're honest, I probably am going to start sending them cheesy movies, and they might be the worst ones that I can find. So shoot, damn. Okay, they're well, going to have to try to keep their sanity. If they've got any robot friends, that might help them. But um, yeah, I mean, Natalie, is, I know, is playing near right now. So there's plenty okay, of robots yeah. in that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and then somebody else who loves Nier, uh, whether or not he wishes them the best or not, or if, uh, you know, he would also like to uh, send them into some kind of 3,000-ish mystery, uh, is Imran Khan, news editor of Fanby.com. I've always thought a good troll would have been for, like, the last episode of Mystery Science Theater, just, like, show an objectively good movie. Show a movie that's, like, mm. everyone agrees is pretty good, but never, mm -hmm. like, point it out. Just be like, no, these are the worst movies I could find. Wink. Well, because right. it's not an experiment if it's not like randomly, if you don't have like a randomly assigned control group, right? Right. So really, yeah, they should have had, they should have been doing a really unfunny one also, where yeah. it's just, wow, what a good movie. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, so you're saying, what if they did a good movie and also didn't make jokes? Yeah. Yeah. Just show the movie. Just happily sit there and watch the movie. Be like, yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, though, though, I love this idea. Let's get, um, you know, after this podcast is over, we can get Universal on the horn and see about a reboot with them, because uh, I think we've got something here. But we've also got a podcast called 99 Potions, where this week we are once again returning to the Monster Hunter world. Not that Monster Hunter world. Talking about Monster Hunter Rise and the 2.0 update that came out. And that is why I'm joined by these two illustrious guests, because they are the resident Monster Hunter fans alongside me here at fanbyte.com. So we're going to kind of go over the big news in this big update that came out very recently. And uh, perhaps or perhaps not, we'll determine that over the course of the show. Decide if uh, it manages to make the game feel a little bit more complete than it did at launch. Um just to kind of start things off, I guess I'll just put it to both of you, uh, starting with like uh, Merit real quick. How do you uh, feel about this uh, update overall? Uh, you can't see it right now, but I'm doing uh, a bunch of heroic poses mm, to make mm. my podcasting better. Yeah. Um, I got a decoration that does that. Um, it's, I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty yep. good. Um, I did burn through it fairly quickly. Um, yeah. And I'm once again at the point of Oh no! The monsters are going to come back. We've got to we got to be on guard for those darn monsters when they come back. Um, but all the new monsters they added are really fun. They really revamped the elder dragons from world in ways that make them much more engaging to fight. 
there's one I have a specific one I want to talk about later. Yep. Um, <laughs> I think I know which one. And uh wow, layered armor is so easy. It's almost trivial. Like it's kind of strange because it's so easy to do to the point that like the whole aspect of Monster Hunter where you're like you're wearing armor based on the things that you've killed is like almost not even there at this point. I guess right. you still need parts to craft the layered armor, but um but yeah, not just, many. Not many, not many. It's pretty easy. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's cool. There is a sort of surprise guest. Um, ah, yeah. Basil Hughes from uh, from World, the the monster that everyone fucking hated in World because he yep. would just show up and ruin your day. <laughs> and in this, he is kind of a joke. And again, I don't mean to say that. I don't mean to sound like superior or anything, but like I burned through this stuff. Um, like I am using a meta weapon, I guess, like the hunting horn, which got even oh. better with an update to it, um, to the rampage agitado tree. Yeah. But like, yeah, I burned through this pretty quickly and, um, it's fun and I am, yeah, I, it feels more like a finished game. It still doesn't feel like it's finished. Right. Uh, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, Imran, but would you agree with that? So first of all, we got beat by basil geese, like like not my my group got people basically a lot so really? i was surprised like how much more difficult he was in this game than world and i think the reason is he is like the anti-wirefall monster because mm. like every time you come like even close to him and he like bats you away there are like those exploding scales thing right next to wherever you're about to like end up right in yeah. a way that Honestly, just feels like, oh, I learned how to wire, wirefall and the game is now trolling me for it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does do area denial very well. And other than just like getting towards or getting away from the monster, it's very difficult to gauge where you're going to land with the wirefall. Yeah. And like almost every, it's weird because it feels like the the 2.0 update in general is here's the lessons we taught you in Monster Hunter Rise so far. Now we're going to take away all like Camellios is a very good example of before every fight. I just run around and get some buffs. Not usually a great right. idea with him specifically. Yeah. Camellios, a uh, big uh, sort of chameleon monster, as people can probably guess from the name alone, not in Monster Hunter World was added. Um, you know, he's been in, in old games before. He's not brand new, but uh, he took a year off with Monster Hunter World and is now back in Rise. One of his big things that he always used to do, and he still does this, I think, um, but he would uh, shoot out his chameleon tongue and steal items out of your pouch. So it's just like, sorry, you don't get to have that max potion anymore. You just can't heal. Fuck you. Um, and now he will literally steal the buffs that you acquire during hunts from you and give them to himself he so eats like, the pollen right off you yeah he like sucks the pollen off and if you're quick and hit him in the right spots uh like offensively enough you can hit him enough that he pukes it back out and gives the buff to the entire party which is kind of fun like very very dynamic sort of system which yeah. i mean rise is so good at that sort of dynamism in general yeah maybe we can just talk about the monsters right now so there are no new monsters in terms of like the series as a whole right, right. yeah but, no they're all returning so basically you've got camellios which was the one that was most heavily advertised in the lead up to the 2.0 update for Basil sure. Goose, who we mentioned was kind of the surprise and then you have um two more elder dragons which return from world uh teostra who is the big fire manticore type guy and uh kushala deora who's like the metal 
like flying wind dragon. Right. And um, both of those fights, I think, are much more interesting now um, because they, like Teostra to a lesser degree than Kushala Deora, but both of them had attacks that were just like, okay, you just have to stay away from them. Um, like uh, Teostra's big explosion and Kushala Deora, literally, you could not get close to it because it would just create this huge tornado. That was like, well, I guess I just have to wait <laughs> to be able to, uh-huh. like, all right, I guess it's like in a uh, Phantom Menace, like the laser fences go up and you're like, <laughs> I guess I'll just pace back and forth nervously until they, I can, till I can fight you again. And he doesn't seem to do that anymore. Um, or maybe I've just poisoned him so much that he couldn't do it. But- no, he they they really, really revamped Kushala Daora, who was probably, in terms of like, a monster that you would actually want to fight to get good stuff. He was probably the most reviled monster in Monster Oh, Hunter no, World, yeah, I fucking sure. hated fighting him. Like, Teostra, I came to enjoy fighting. Um, who's the big rotting guy? Uh, Valhazak. Valhazak, I loved fighting Valhazak, even when it was kind of tough. But, yeah, Kushala Dior was just, like, a lot of waiting. And, like, you needed, like, tons of, like, wind-resistant stuff to even be able to touch him. right. Yes, and, uh, that's the big thing is like he puts up this like windshield around his body and he still does that now. But um, basically this sort of like barrier where if you shoot at him or try to attack him anywhere on his body except for his head and like the tips of his wings, he will just like push you back and you basically get stunned. And there's nothing you can do about it or there's right. very little you can do about it. Well, and one thing I've also realized um, just recently is that there's no Elder Seal. Right. In Rise. Yep. Um, so in World, and was Elder Seal before World or is it just for that game? I think it was new to World. That was a okay. brand new concept. Yeah, so it was like it before that. Yeah, like certain weapons had this attribute that would shut off Elder Dragon's abilities. And oftentimes, if you didn't have that, you just like couldn't damage them while they were doing this certain ability. Like Teostra would get this like aura around him. Um, that doesn't exist anymore. But now I feel like they're much more vulnerable to their elemental or status weaknesses. Yeah. Because if you poison Kushala Deora, like he can't really do all of his attacks. And and the thing that would trigger with Elder Seal on most monsters is basically you were building up this invisible meter on their body. And if it filled all the way up, they would kind of like pop, kind of like explode, not like in a bad way for you. They would like mm-hmm. explode and their powers would go away temporarily. And right. That concept still exists on Kushala and on Teostra, but now it's just like you just have to be doing damage consistently. And then again, like you said, leaning into their elemental weaknesses, they're almost all like the Monster Hunter World version of um, Elatrion, um, but just like less uh, margin for error in the Elatrion fight. These are like more just like normal monsters. You don't have to dual blade elemental type. (laughs) Yes, like your life depends on it. And also the interesting thing with these three elder dragons is like they they're like a pokemon starter set of weaknesses right mm, right like so the first one you fight is camellios and um camellios uh the poison weapons and poison armor you get are really good at taking down kushala diora who gives you ice gear which is really good at taking down teostra and then if you made Teostra stuff, that's really good at killing Camellios, which isn't yep. really a thing that was in World so much, I don't think. Not that I recall. Moran, would you know? I I want to say that that was true for some of the monsters, like not, not the Elder Dragon set, but some of the monsters in a like, in a specific arc in World, but I can't remember which specifically. Okay. 
Yeah. How have you kind of found these new Elder Dragons, by the way, in terms of like how they stack up to your past experiences? So like Camellios is weird because Camellios is he doesn't look like an Elder Dragon. He looks like a Pokemon that you put into Monster Hunter. <laughs> and like, it's not intimidating. He's fun to fight. It's just, he looks like a weirdo. Uh, the other ones, it's like, okay, cool. These are what Elder Dragons actually seem like to me in the series. So I, I appreciate the like, I guess most of my fun in Monster Hunter Rise has been with like the weird monsters. So it's like when you get to this, like the Magnum Malos and the Valhazak mm. stuff like that, it reminds me, oh yeah, the, there's actually like an intimidating set of monsters here that in terms of design and like these aren't meant to be final bosses more than they're meant to be like the bog standard monsters you fight. And I think it rises a good job of reinforcing that these are the strongest of the strong kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Camellios looks like a puke puke just like went to the gym every day. <laughs> that's uh, honestly kind of like a weird, maybe not weird, but that's like something I've noticed about a couple of different monsters in this game is that they take a bunch of different like ideas from monsters that kind of became jokes and almost like without directly connecting them do kind of make enhanced versions of them. I kind of feel mm. similar about Almudron. Um in Monster Hunter Rise, which is one of the brand new ones that I like a lot, but it's kind yeah. of a Girototus, but just like way stronger in yeah. a lot of ways. Right, it just rolls around in mud, but it's like much cooler. And it's funny because Puke Puke was new for World and Camellios <clears throat> like was older, but wasn't in World. Um, and now it's, they're both in the same game and they're kind of like similar <laughs> looking, like weird uh, chameleon boys. Right, that, um, that's Spew Poison. They're both poison. That's Spew Poison, yeah. Uh, Camellio specifically does Venom, which is, I think, what they, they changed the name of it in every oh, goddamn yeah. game, I swear. It's, like, way worse than regular poison. Right, it's toxin. Yeah. Toxic. Toxic, yeah, it's exactly. That, that blooming purple moss. Right, was, regular purple moss, and it won't cut it. They had a real dumb delineation in Bloodborne, I think, of, like, the difference between, like, poison and, like... Fast I want to say, poison. Fast poison, yeah. Oh, my God. It's, yeah. like... I understand what you're trying to get here, get to here. I understand you think poison toxic were not different enough, but you you should have thought of a better name than fast poison. <laughs> fast poison. Fast also, poison. just like a really like uh, if it wasn't clear enough that they just like get most of their ideas from Monster Hunter, that is just really straight up a thing from Monster Hunter, huh? Like poison mm -hmm. versus worse poison. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, the big fights here i think are all personally like way better um the one i really did want to talk about a little bit was the kushala dora one because kushala is just like i think really benefits partially from just like a lot of um data that they got in monster hunter world and i also think like teostra and like camellios benefits from like the art style of this game really well mm. cuz rather than um make a bunch of like hyper realistic attack patterns that like look, try to be photorealistic in this way that monster hunter world did. They lean into the almost more cartoonish look of the game that I think is a lot more striking and a lot scarier most of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause one of the things that made um, Kushala Dora such a pain to fight was those, he would just leave these big giant tornadoes on the ground and it was always kind of tough yep. to tell. Am I standing too close to one? Is it going to knock me back? Is it going to fucking kill me? Like, I don't, I can't tell. And then this, he's like, 
when he rears back and does his like triple tornado attack where he just like shoots these big huge twisters it looks like the twister at the end of superman 64 or superman returns or whatever the fuck and it's just like oh, holy shit these big huge things are coming at me but i can see exactly where i need to step it's almost like a bullet hell shooter uh and i think that is way more interesting and also again more intimidating it's mm-hmm. like previously kushala door was just like annoying not not intimidating um yeah the- it was really obnoxious yeah i honestly think with like the apexes they've done a good job of figuring like breaking down monsters and figuring out okay how do we make these just more difficult and more fun to fight and i think you can kind of see it in a lot of the the revamps they've done so far in monster hunter rise of okay it's not it's not more fun to just make them faster and stronger what can we actually do that would make them like a a more engaging fight Mm mm-hmm Right, because that's like another thing that we haven't really talked about yet, which is you can just fight apex monsters in the wild now. Yes, which is yeah. awesome. Awesome and very difficult. Yeah, uh-huh. It's a very different beast, uh, no pun intended, fighting an apex when you have 600 cannons and 30 like superpowered like assist trophies that you can summon to fight and for you. And unlimited carts. And unlimited carts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus just like, oh, Arzuros hit me twice and oops, now I'm dead. <laughs> um, I don't know, do either of you like know what those give you other than just like a lot of hunter rank? I think it's just a, another way to get the materials because like you, you also you don't have to worry about time as much. Right. So you're not constantly like it's rampages are kind of I don't want to say frustrating, but annoying alone. Like they're not nearly as fun as they are in multiplayer. So if you're right. playing alone, like in a, a regular apex hunt is probably a better method to get those those items than it is uh, mm. to go into the rampage that they're in. Yeah. And actually, Merritt, you were saying that you um, have really come around on Rampages when you play in multiplayer, right? Yeah, for a few reasons. Um, One is just, I don't know, it's like nice to have this other mode that kind of breaks up like hunts. Uh, And I know when we first started playing it, we were like, okay, this is kind of weird. It it doesn't really feel like Monster Hunter. It's kind of goofy. There's just monsters like clipping each other. They were clearly (laughs) like not meant to be this close together. But um. No, it's like it's kind of neat to have like this other mode. And also like I've realized the way to do rampages is to just play them online with um the um the not the SOS flare, the new thing. Oh, join request. Join request, yeah. which is like the worst fucking name for anything. <laughs> I like that Everything they were like in this game is so badly named. I, I love that they were like, okay, nobody understands what the SOS flare system means. It's not descriptive enough. What's a good uh, descriptive way that we can come up with this? It's like, mm, join request. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, it's more clinical, but it is not any more descriptive. It's not any better. Yeah, no, not so much. Um, but when you fire off a join request, when you start a rampage, it's usually going to fill up. Like my experience so far has been mostly that it's like the online service is like pretty healthy i mostly play later on at night so like i'm getting a lot of japanese players which is nice because uh, (laughs) i am trying to redeem the reputation of western monster hunter players by just using (laughs) whenever i go online i play hunting horn and i just like never faint and i'm just always there busting out those tunes just helping everyone um but the nice thing about rampage is that faints don't cause you to lose Right. So like you can have someone on your team who's just like getting their ass kicked and it doesn't really matter. Like seven star ones can be kind of tough. Like Steven, you and I did a an Apex Rathalos rampage and we almost lost. 
Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it would have been easier if we had had four people because it was just the two of us. But that gate was like down to the, its last like millimeter of health. Um, but that's the only time I've come close to failing one of those. Otherwise, like, I don't know. They're usually pretty easy. And like, there isn't that that fear of like, oh, if I faint, I'm going to fuck up everyone's right. like, game. That uh, is, I think, one of the big, really big things about it is like it removes yeah. that sort of like um, tension on the team in that yeah, way. Yeah, it's like, just like a lower stakes kind of experience that I kind of like as like a wind down. Um, and uh, you get like a bunch of kind of like random parts. You get a lot of uh, uh, tickets, which you can use for melding. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think the rampage is pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I I think I lost once with a group to uh, I think it was Apex Breathless, but yeah, like it, that was the thing that convinced me. Oh, there's actually more to this besides just like mm. everyone hit the monster. There, some people do need to play some roles. Like somebody needs to yeah. just be on the machine gun. Yeah, somebody needs to like knock enemies down if they start flying. And like there are some people who should come down and also play like uh, also when the counter signal comes up, also hit the monster. But like. If you're hunting horn, you probably don't need to do that all the time. You could you can like go back and forth between different guns and like different mm-hmm. weapons and set up the the billion and a half uh villagers they come give you. <laughs> right. You <laughs> yeah. can set up those little explosive uh barrels you get too. Right. Yeah. Which inflict the elemental blights, which is like such a cool new thing. It is so fun to like stunt on monsters and it's like, no, you've Put me under water blight 300 times yeah. <laughs> in Monster Hunter World. Now it's your fucking turn. Uh, it's a cool system. Uh, I also do like, I, at first I wasn't 100% sold on this, this idea that, so the only ones that you can fight in the wild right now in terms of apexes are the previous batch of apex yeah. monsters. There's probably a technical reason for that too. Like getting their AI to work in the field is probably very different than in a rampage. Uh, but I do kind of like the idea that you are like slowly introduced to what they can do to you in mm. the rampage where you've got a little bit more leeway like that. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that's just not an experience that a lot of people will have once if they, you know, start playing this game in May or something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be like kind of a different um, ecosystem <laughs> at that yeah. point, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically like the basic setup of the DLC. Well, it's not even DLC. It's an update. Um, yeah, it's all it's, free again. It's just like you get, you unlock Camellios, and then you basically have to grind like 10 HR between the two additional Elder Dragons. But like, it seemed to me that like that went really quickly. Like I was getting like five to 10 Hunter rank, like per high rank quest that I was doing. Yeah. Um, it did not take long. And, no. um And then once you beat... Uh, Teostra, you unlock, like your hunter rank is just like uncapped uh, and can go up to 999. Right now, there really is no reason to grind it as far as I can tell. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think there's been any reveal like, a, oh, there's a hidden quest at level 150 or something like that. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, presumably in the future, that will be, because that's how world played out, right? Of just yeah. like, you need certain HRs to like unlock things. Yeah, there would be like, oh, once you get to HR 200, there, here's this fight against three Tempered Elder Dragons, and if you beat it, you get the Temporal Mantle or whatever it was. Right, 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 right. Um, which, you know, that is still a nice thing to have because uh, 
we presume that that is going to happen somewhere down the line. I hope it does because it makes it feel like you have something that you're always making progress towards again, which is something that was missing from Monster Hunter Rise at launch. It's just like right. kind of felt like once you beat that story, it's like, all right, well, I've, there's really nothing to work towards, even theoretically in the future, because I don't know what to be working towards. Um, one thing that I've actually like really started to enjoy working towards uh, now is that this update also adds like a ton of new decorations to the game. Um, oh, and it is really shaken up like the build structure and like what is like a viable and what is not because it was like very strange at launch. It'd be like, well, if you're using a bow, you basically just want to use rapid shots because there aren't you literally cannot craft a spread jewel or a pierce jewel at launch. So it's the only viable thing because it's the mm-hmm. only one that gets a 30% damage buff. Sorry. Um, and that has been incredibly evened out now across the board. Yeah. Uh, so that's been really fun to, to look at because I love that. I don't know how much either of you do uh, in terms like theory crafting and whatnot. It definitely like, contributes yeah. to the feeling of like making a build this time. Yeah. Like uh, there's a lot of the, the easy of monster hunter for so long was, Hey, you're going to do it this way. Cause that's the way we choose to do it. And now it just feels like, I don't know, just do what you want. Like you, if you can build it, you can make whatever the hell you want here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Merritt, you were actually talking about how you've just been throwing on random stuff because of the way that the skill system works now, like things you never have, would have tried before. Yeah. I mean, I've just, I don't know. I feel like it's harder to get decorations because they're not random drops. Like you have to craft them. Right. So yeah, I'll just have like a ton of like resistance decorations because they're really easy to make. Um, and they're like the lowest reach for, uh, for just making fights easier. Yeah. But I've been trying to mess around a little bit more. For, I was wearing uh Misitsune armor for most of the yeah. last like few hours in the game. Um, because the whole like, bubbly dance um resuscitation combo is pretty fun it's so like cool basically you just roll and then if well, after you roll a couple times you get you bubble blight yourself but it doesn't have any negative effects it increases your evade and you do more damage yeah um and um yeah i i'm sort of trying to switch to like elder dragon stuff at this point i'm trying to make a full uh camellios uh set because it's pretty fun. Like the, it makes your poison damage really good. I've already made a Camellia's horn, uh, which <laughs> is, is awesome. Like it's so good. Yeah. I've uh, watched you use it and then just like <laughs> gesture around with it because it looks so ridiculous. Yeah. it just looks like a giant, like oil lamp basically. Uh-huh. Uh, all the Camellia's weapons look really cool. I think. Yeah. But, um, the long sword like phases in and out of visibility. Mm-hmm. They're basically like soul blade weapons or soul caliber weapons at this point. Yeah, yeah, they do look kind of like yeah, like soul edge or something. I'm actually really glad to see that because that was such a nice surprise coming into Monster Hunter Rise off of uh, World. We talked about this before, I think, on other podcasts, but like the variety of weapon designs is so much better now, and like mm-hmm. armor designs for that matter too. Yeah, the, the weapons especially. I'm glad that hasn't gone away. You know. Yeah, I started messing around with the hammer, which I think was like the biggest casualty of this in world where like you basically had two hammer designs and they just had like feathers and stuff stuck to them right yeah. uh, and it was like well i don't want to use the hammer because they all look like dumb as hell and in rise they are basically all different there are some recolors but like for the most part they're all different and like a lot of them have like effects um 
because the hammer's whole thing is like you charge it, right? Yeah. Um, and there's one hammer that's like the head of the hammer is like, um, like like a revolver, uh, <laughs> c- cylinder like chamber, and it starts spinning when you charge it up. Uh, really stupid. It's fucking good, but but pretty cool. Um, yeah. So there's like much more variety in like the visual design. Yeah. Um, I, that has definitely been like, it's gotten to the point actually with some of the weapons where I hope that they reintroduce the layered weapons system from monster hunter, uh, world, because mm. there's just so many weapon designs where I'm like, I fucking want this, but the stats aren't quite as good as this one. Yeah. I would really like to use this Gosharag greatsword Cause it just looks like this big fucking chef's uh-huh. knife made of ice. And it looks so cool. Uh, uh, Pretty much all the Gosharag web, like the Gosharag hammer, is literally just like it looks like you've just pulled a piece of ice out of the ground, and like there's yeah. rocks stuck in it. It's hilarious. I like, I I've not found a better ice hammer yet, but I think if even if I did, I want to stick with this one. Right. Uh, that's actually an interesting uh, question. Is anybody's uh, weapons like what are you mating? Is that switched up? For me, it's still basically the same thing. Of like, I switch around just depending on what I feel like. I I think I have one hammer and one blade for every element oh okay interesting wow. so just like if i see a monster is weaker to a specific thing like it's weaker to blunt damage and lightning i have a lightning hammer or whatever that's just i it's probably not the smart way to do this because i don't i think i get intimately familiar with every weapon or any weapon really but like it does mean that i'm never i never feel like a lack of variety for the stuff mm. it's always like okay this is going to be a fun new fresh thing every hunt yeah, that's. See, I think that's viable. My solution to that problem is the rampage weapons, <laughs> which you can pretty much freely switch out their elements. Um, yep. And obviously, they don't do as much elemental damage as like a, a weapon that's crafted specifically for that. But I made um, like since the last time I think I was on a podcast talking about Monster Hunter, um, I've become a hunting horn main. Yes. And, um, <laughs> I played through most of low rank um, with a great sword and then I did some sword and shield and uh, then I learned hunting horn and was like, oh, this is incredibly broken and overpowered. Um, <laughs> it's 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 really, really easy to use once you know what you're doing. You basically do a three hit combo, which then gives you access to like this like fast combo. And when you do that, it activates all of your effects um, mm-hmm. and you have I dodge because I was like, oh yeah, the hunting horn's really good, but like for new players, there's no like defensive abilities, so it's gonna be like kind of hard to not get hit. And then someone told me on Twitter, like, oh, um, the breakdancing move that you do by just pressing R uh, has iframes. <laughs> so like, and it also hits too. So it's like, it feels like they were just like, oh, the hunting horn is really weak, it was not weak, but it was like really hard to use in world. No one used it. Let's make it more accessible. And now like, it's so good on your own. It's great. And if you're in a group, it's like unreal. Um, the one I use, the Rampage Ajitado, you can just basically keep hammering X and like every two times you swing it, you heal your entire squad. Right. Um, yeah. By, by like, like a fifth or a sixth of their health. So that, like, oh, sorry, that stacks with that cocoon move too. Right. Yeah. You can also place a little like basically amplifier on the ground uh, as one of your wire bug skills that, um, it uh, sends out the same effect that you're doing from your um, from your horn, but it 
also creates an attack up effect <laughs> and it also does stun damage to the monster and it counts as wire bug damage for the purpose of like getting it into a rideable state it's just like this weapon is like unbelievably good oh and then also you can put elements on it um because it's a rampage weapon or you can just have it increase your defense um or you can you know um change its sharpness and it's just like so much fun to use i started using the camellios one as well which is a little less comfy because it has no heal attached to it right but it does like increase your affinity and your elemental attack of your whole team which is pretty cool too right and like the affinity is so important now because um teostra is back and that means master's touch is back um, yeah <laughs> which just completely dominated uh, world as like an, a skill. It's basically a skill that anytime you crit, you don't lose any sharpness on your weapon. Um, they have like a lot of other things. They've nerfed that in Monster Hunter Rise. So now it's not every single time you crit, you don't lose any sharpness. Now it's every time you crit, there's an 80% chance you won't lose mm. sharpness, which is yeah. interesting. Is that there at level is, three or whatever? Level three, yeah. Oh, wow. There is a, a skill for shielded weapons that... Every time you use the shield, you will gain sharpness, uh -huh. which is absurd. Yeah. I have that on my charge blade. My Nargakuga <laughs> charge blade has defense grinder two on it. It's wild. <laughs> that's awesome, though. Like, I I don't know. that To me, that's like an incentive to use the guard yeah. and stuff more to get better at that. Totally, um, yeah. And like pairing that with like, say, there's a skill that basically like increases your priority as a target. Uh, diversion, I think it's called. Yeah, Diversion, yeah. So like setting both of those up on like a lance looks so cool i actually mm -hmm. i need to get back into lance because i i made lance for a lot of world and uh i think it could be really fun to play uh online now and just, yeah like, i bet soak hits um my understanding is that new wirebug skill um spiral thrust is really good because that's the one where when you take a hit you do more damage based on the strength of the hit and, and it's mm. like a counter apparently that move does a lot of damage and there's a uh, Lance in the game right now that if you build it just the right way, you can basically sneak a rampage skill onto it that it normally can't have. Um, oh, right. Cause you can, because rampage skills like don't reset when you level up or when you upgrade a weapon. Right. Um, they only reset when you change them. Um, so if you up, if you start with one rampage skill and then just never change that rampage skill and then upgrade it to the maximum level, even if that maximum level doesn't have that rampage skill, you get to keep it. So, right. right there's a lance you can build that's like really good and you can also um, give it the rampage skill uh, that makes all of your uh, silkbind attacks do more damage. So you mm. mix that with uh, spiral thrust, which is already the best move in the game and suddenly it does like an extra 20% oh, damage every hit. Okay, I gotta try that. I gotta try that. Um, so a problem with all this skill experimentation is yeah. I came into the new update with 3000 Zenny. Yeah. This was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I have a show yeah. note here specifically for this. Like, th there used to be a thing where you could wait for surges for, like, there's a very specific thing, like a, a route you take in the volcano area to get about, I think it was about 500,000 total through about 10 minutes of uh, running around, which right. was great. And that made it so I didn't have to worry about money ever until I did. And it just coincidentally happened to be when I did was right before the update. With mm. the update, they nerfed that money thing. So now it's about 100,000, which is still, like, pretty decent, but... Yeah, it's not quite as good as it used to be, and money has become a big problem for me since. Yeah, yeah, I um, I haven't been doing any like anything like that in terms of money farming. I've done something that 
I didn't do at all in World, which is that I'm selling monster parts like wow. constantly. Um, just because I don't know, I feel like I have a ton of them that I'm like not using. And uh, it is kind of annoying because then in the future, I might be like, oh, I, I need to hunt this monster again. But like, you know, when you're grinding something for a specific part, you end up with a lot of shit that you're like never going to use. Like I was fighting tons of Gosharags to get the full armor set. And then I had like a ton of pieces I was never going to use. And, um, you know, I was just selling off like, OK, I'll never need more than like 10 of this or whatever or like or or things like that. Um or I because, will sell any time of the day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just because like there isn't like, yeah, you get occasional saleable items from what's your name? Rondine. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can always go up to like the top of that tree where you're where that owl like collects items for you. But even then, that's like once in a while you'll get a silver egg that's like 10,000. And um, which yeah, is not gold, a lot. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like money has become the bottleneck, which is very strange. Um Obviously, there are still parts that are hard to get, but like it, I feel like it is a lot more often like I'll, I'll have the parts for something and not have the money and it'll be like redded out because I just don't have the funds. Right. I do think it's like it's strange for what is ostensibly it's a single player game in groups like it's a it's a cooperative game. Right. It's not a competitive yeah. game. I don't see a need for them necessarily to be like, we don't like the fact that you're making so much money this fast. Yeah. It's nervous a little bit like that seems completely unnecessary to me. It feels to me, and I've got nothing to back this up. This is a complete guess, but it does feel to me like a really uh, cheap and dirty way to basically artificially extend the grind time of the game while they work on getting that last major update out or not last. And there will almost certainly be more title updates after the one at the end of this month. But um, that is going to be the one that like basically <laughs> it's going to be called Monster Hunter 3.0, but it's actually going to be basically Monster Hunter Rise 1.0. It'll, it'll mm-hmm. have the end of the story in it um, and stuff like that. So, and we don't know basically anything else about it, but it does feel to me like a way for them to basically give you more reasons to keep on playing consistently over time while you wait for that new content drop. Um, Which at the time when I beat Monster Hunter Rise during review, maybe it wasn't just because it wasn't out yet. And maybe that was part of the reason, but it just, the wait between updates felt unbearable to me. Mm. And now I'm just like, okay, I can I can make it to to update two. Like I'll 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 survive. It's already May fifth. What you know? Like maybe it's just more games have come out and I've got more stuff to play. Um, but I'm much more comfortable with sitting with where I am in Monster Hunter Rise right now than I was before. Yeah, I mm-hmm. assume this update, this third update, would come like or update three would come uh, like in June or July or something. End of this month, not that bad. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, I do. Uh, I'm excited to like uh, see what they throw in there. Like, does anybody have any kind of ideas for what you would like to see at this point now, Merit? Um, God, I mean, I know the story is like not really the most important part of this game, but like it would sort of be nice to see some kind of conclusion to that because we're basically leading up to like, oh, what Narwa and Ibushi like have a baby or something is that yeah. sort of and then we're gonna fight we're gonna kill the baby because you yeah. gotta you gotta kill the baby um just like we killed the baby in world <laughs> i was gonna say classic monster hunter end boss moment gotta kill the baby gotta kill hey i gotta go kill a big baby this baby is zero years old i gotta go kill it <laughs> um yeah god i don't know i mean it's it's interesting right now it's sort of I, I, it doesn't feel like, okay, this is going to be something that is going to be going on for like 
months and months, but like maybe it will. Yeah. Um, right now, I don't feel like a huge compulsion to like grind for like the perfect build or anything because I haven't really needed to. Right. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, maybe as I do more like high rank quests with like multiple monsters and things, I will. And um, yeah, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff that I've only started playing around with that, you know, maybe they'll expand. Like if you go into your room, you can place like little statuettes of different yeah. things. But yeah. like for some reason, the only one I have is Arzuros and I don't really know like where you get them from. Um, so it was just asking if I wanted to put the statue of Arzuros, like if I wanted to put like nine of them on my wall. And I was like, I think I'll just leave the one actually. Uh, wait till I get other statues. But right. um, they in Monster Hunter World went real hog wild with the like yeah, stuff. Yeah, by Iceborne, it was you could basically yeah like, customize every aspect of that room. <laughs> Jordan <laughs> says, "I miss my room full of frogs." <laughs> 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 Very on brand for Jordan. Um, how about you, Imran? In terms of uh, stuff that you'd like to see in in this next update specifically, in the future in general, but you know that you expect them to add. I mean, the next update, like like I said, they're going to finish the story, which is you know that's that's fine. I'm not sure I remember what the story is, but whatever. Uh, the main thing I expect is they've been teasing Gore and Shigaru Magala so much, yeah, that they have to come soon. Like they have to be in the next update because like I I I thought they were going to be in this one, and when it said and more, I was like, oh yeah, that that's totally what they mean. I mean, there's they're going to be in like no, turns out they're just not in this update. So I I'm going to assume they are the next one as like the the difficult boss monsters that they're trying to they're going to add in this next like set. But that's for that's for the upcoming update. I think this game has sold so well and it's so above expectations yeah. that I think they're not going to be done after the 3.0. Like, no. even in terms of, like, minimal content. Like, in terms of... I think collaborations are probably... The the deals are probably being signed right now or something for <laughs> some stuff like The Witcher and the Final Fantasy XIV thing, but... Warframe. Now, Warframe. Yeah. It's on Switch. <laughs> Warframe. Like, this this probably has not caught anyone off guard. Like, they, they probably knew this would sell pretty well. That it has sold even better means that they should be, be leaping on this earlier. My... Question is like, what makes the most sense is some kind of Zelda tie-in to like or Nintendo tie-in in general. Oh sure, I I wonder if they're actually going to because like there was a couple of Sony things in the original yeah. like that were not on Xbox or PC. You could play maybe as Aloy. What, yeah, maybe that's what they do this time. Mm. And like there was a Breath of the Wild outfit in, um, what was that game? Generations Ultimate. Yeah, just Generations Ultimate yeah. had a ton of Nintendo. It had stuff. like you Mario could, yeah. and like you could dress up your little friends, right? Yeah, yeah, and you could uh, you could get layered armor that made you look like Samus. Yeah, um, so bring back things. bring back the even Evangelion, <laughs> Magala. Oh my god, yeah! It was in like the mobile version, I think. There was a JoJo uh, Palico outfit in oh four, god. I think. Holy shit! Yeah. Like I, I want stuff like that again. I want Monster Hunter to be weird with yeah, collaborations. Yeah, right. just get silly with it, you know. I feel like they're already starting from such a more willing baseline to be silly with this game, where you can get a gun lance that's a giant corn cob that shoots mm-hmm. popcorn out of the end. <laughs> like, I'm not owned. I'm not owned. Uh, you can't say that, Merritt. Corn cobbing is uh, actually like uh, it's actually like a really bad, mean thing that people say. Uh, oh, I don't yeah, I didn't just completely misunderstand. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I would also very much love. I mean, uh, we have a piece on the site, I believe, about like the top crossovers we'd like to see in Monster Hunter mm-hmm. Rise. Uh, that uh, has a lot of really, really fun suggestions in it. Uh, I would love um, at least one fight with like distinct mechanics. Because oh yeah, um, what's the adult form of the um, the dragon at the end of World? Uh, Safi Jiva. Safi Jiva with like that the whole like breaking the floor and then like the having to hide behind the rocks. That fight yeah. is like really cool, uh, and I would love you know some. And there are a lot of those in World because like there's like the Final Fantasy one. Yep. That had like specific mm-hmm. mechanics from that. Um, there was Kolvei so Teroth. Kolvei Teroth. Yeah, I would love to see more stuff like that. Can you imagine what they would get up to with like unique mechanics when they know that you have access to the wire bug? I mean, the closest thing <laughs> to that so far, I guess, is the Narwa fight, which yeah. is kind of underwhelming, oh, honestly, sure. because it's very strange how just like platforms just appear out of the air with just like cannons and stuff on them. Yeah. Uh, and also you just are at... Um, the Coral Highlands? The, the Coral Highlands or something? Like it's, <laughs> it's unclear. Weird. They never explain it. You're just you just show up in an area that looks like the Coral Highlands from Monster Hunter World, which had a very specific reason to exist in that game that is never explained in this one. And there's a bunch of like crystallized sort of ancient Japanese architecture in the background that is never even commented on by the characters in a way mm-hmm. that makes me feel like there was more story about in this game that got cut. Like, I, that, yeah, that's my guess. Like they call it coral something, and it's like okay, it's a battlefield, which explains why the cannons are coming out from the ground. But beyond that, I don't really get any part of this. And the the fight itself feels like a like a light gun game in a weird way. Of mm. well, I can't really reach him, so I guess just gonna wait for the cannons to come up. Yeah, but like if that is if they approach this with like okay, that's the tutorial. That was us testing how far can we push people to use wire bugs on the fly in these fights and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then it's like, okay, they're used to it now. All right, let's go sicko mode. Let's just get fucking real wild with like forcing people to do destiny style platforming between like dis- disappearing platforms that they have to chase a monster across a big open ravine or something like that to get to an area, you know, weird stuff like that would be really fun. Uh, yeah. I think. Uh, they already have the system, too, where if you wyvern ride anybody, it just instantly recharges your wire bugs. So, like, if you did something like that, uh, you wouldn't have to worry about, oh, well, people don't have their wire bug charges ready, so they can't, you know, hide behind the rock to before they get exploded. Stuff like that. Um, yeah. I would love to see some stuff like that. That's good. Uh, I would also love to see um, sort of a, for me personally, maybe not in this next upstate, but maybe, you know, some place down the the line, I would love to see something like a Guiding Lands, like some kind of unique biome that has unique mechanics attached to the location. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, That could be very fun. Uh, The Mm -hmm. the Guiding Lands was a really cool idea. Uh, Let me ask you guys this question. Do you you guys play in English, like English voices? Merritt, you do, yeah? Um, I do. Yeah. So and, uh, mm-hmm. post update, I heard a line I've never heard before. And I don't know if it's new. <laughs> okay. I just never. Cause like I, I heard one of the hunters say, are like talking to the monster. You're not going to get anywhere close to our village. And like, huh. I put about a hundred hours in that game. I've never heard anyone say that before. I don't think I've heard that either. Interesting. I, so I maybe play they're adding lines. Okay. Yeah. Like maybe they are adding lines. If so, I wonder why. 
Hmm. Like, are they trying to reinforce the, no, no, it's fine. You can hunt them. They're a danger thing or what? Mm. Or it's just like more stuff that just like didn't make it into the the base game. And they're just like releasing now quietly with all these (laughs) updates. (laughs) Yeah, it's totally possible because this update did add a bunch of cosmetic voice lines that you can buy for money. Uh, I know because I spent $30. Yeah, Yeah, what did you get for your 30 American dollars? I got a Seinfeld puffy shirt. Mm -hmm. I got some stickers. And by stickers, I mean these just like little JPEGs that could appear in the game sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I got, I think I got the voice uh, lines or like you can basically. You got a voice line for Winston. Yeah, I got a voice line for Winston. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his new cool win pose every time he does a multi-kill. Um, no, it's a, it's like I got voice packs that basically if you go into your character edit thing, which they did add the ability to completely edit your character again, which is nice. Um, you get like one freebie and then after that you have to pay like 99 cents or something. Oh, right, again, yeah. actually really affordable DLC cosmetics for a game like this in Monster Hunter. Um, it is affordable, but I don't think you need to pay for. It. Like, I think that's ridiculous that they charge for that in the first place. Right. Oh, for for just completely reworking your character for, for character editing. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that sells pretty well for them, though. I bet. I'm that's sure. Why. I'm positive it does. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, but if you go into that mode, you can now set your character to have the you know have voice barks, but in the voice of like uh, Elder Fugen. Yeah. And, and like Hinoa and Minoto, it's weird. It is very strange. Um, well, you can you can get their armor. Uh, I don't know about Fugen, but you can get Hinoa and Minoto Mino- their armor. Yeah, the twins' armor for like is that cosmetic? Like is that DLC? You buy it that way? No, it's you get it through a quest because the other one is the the other Kakashi ninja guy. Oh, okay. Like if you're oh, a male, yeah, you get the yeah. you get the ninja outfit. If you're a female, oh, you get the Oh, outfit. I see. Okay, yeah. My character, I got the the hidden armor from what's his name? So. Right, Utsushi. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm actually thinking about using my freebie and switching over to a lady hunter just to see what all the different um like hunter mm. armor designs look like. Mm-hmm. They ain't great. They ain't great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a bummer. Do you like crop tops? Because they're pretty much all crop tops. I mean, uh, I do, but not necessarily in this video game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jordan also uh, part of the crop top nation with me over here. Uh, I think that just about wraps it up. It's a little bit of a shorter episode, but we did do this as a replacement for our regularly scheduled news quest at the end of the month. We just have so much else to talk about right now that doing a <laughs> random end of month wrap up has just been tough to get a news quest out. So we will probably just skip on to the next one at the end of May here. But uh, thank you both for joining me for this one. Unless you had anything else that you wanted to add about this update or anything with Monster Hunter related anecdotes that you needed to get off your chests. Uh, no, I mean, I don't I don't think so. Um, yeah, try out the hunting horn if you haven't already. Yeah. Uh, or try w- try the bow. It's supposed to be pretty cool too. Yeah, I'll say ever since Merritt told us about the breakdancing thing with iframes in the chat, <laughs> uh-huh. I've only been thinking of that one video of like the high school students fighting and like one of them just breakdancing in the hallway. <laughs> and like that's all that's been in my head. Oh my also, god! Also, also just like look up videos of people doing like just wild stunts in this game because people are like doing shit in this game. That's like almost like breath of the wild level of just like bizarre, like physics stunts. Yeah. Specifically with, um, with the, uh, 
uh, the gun lance. Gun lance, Because yeah. there's that move where you can just use it to like rocket yourself forward. And a lot of people have been doing things where like they'll just fire themselves into the sky and like cut off a monster's tail in the air. <laughs> and yep. it's like the coolest thing. I saw so- thing. someone like get use that to get in the middle of a turf war between a basil geese and a magnamalo, I think. And just like <gasps> slam... Slam the basil geese down with the magnamalo at the same time. Oh nice. my god, I love that so much. Uh, the magnamalo turf wars are so good in this game. Oh yeah. yeah, it just like jumps. Like I think I saw one. Yeah, fight like um, uh, either a basil goose or an elder dragon. It just like jumped onto it and was like fighting it in the air. It's kind of like a rajang does. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Well, uh, thank you all for listening to another episode of 99 Potions here on the fanbyte.com uh, podcast network. Speaking of which, you can go to podcastnet.work to find all of the different shows that we do, including the ones that Merit is on, which, uh, you know, that includes one that I'm also on called Channel F, which is our weekly video games podcast that talks more generally about stuff. And also the K-hole, which is like hard to describe, but incredible to listen to. Uh, I don't know, Merritt, if you wanted to <laughs> try and describe it, but uh, uh, I won't put you on blast that bad. No, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's a lot like comedians and cars getting coffee, basically. It's kind of, I think, the, the elevator pitch. Like, what if that was a podcast instead of a, a show with Jerry Seinfeld, you know? Mm-hmm. It's exactly like that. Just picture that and you've got it. Um, and you can go to fanbyte.com to just go read all of our great stuff. And you can go to fanbyte.casa to join our Discord community where we have a bunch of wonderful uh, folks who uh, just kind of get together, play games, talk about stuff, share pictures of their pets. And uh, if you want to find a Monster Hunter crew, not a bad place to find one, actually. <sighs> where can people find you, Imran? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Imran Z-U-M-G, and I can say that freely since Natalie is not here. <laughs> Somewhere or, out there, she just had a shiver go down her spine. No, she's like, I think we have, she and I are doing near next week, and she's already promised she's going to bully me twice as hard <laughs> to make up for it. So Incredible. Just, I have to gird myself. Uh, that's so good. Baron, where can people find you to make fun of your Twitter handle, which is just your name, actually, so <laughs> I don't think they my would. my name, so please don't make fun of it. It's Merrick K. <laughs> Awesome. And my Twitter handle is also just my name, at Stephen Strum, S-T-E-V-E-N-S-T-R-O-M on Twitter. And you can find our wonderful producer for this episode and every episode of 99 Potions at Jordan underscore Mallory on Twitter. And you can follow Goodwill Goblin on Twitter as well. Is it uh, is it, uh, the Goodwill Goblin or just Goodwill Goblin uh, there, Jordan? Sorry, I always forget if there's a... Okay, it is just Goodwill Goblin, another good account. Uh, until next week when we do have Imran returning and with uh, Natalie, I would just like to leave everybody with our traditional sign-off for the 99 oh Potions crew on behalf of my two missing hosts with a big hearty Yeah. <laughs>